Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Second Edition One. Do it. Do it, I will. <laughs> <laughs> that face. That face. That face. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look and feel human. Some are programmed to think they are human. Many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me wandering into the ocean somewhere is the XO Kitsy. <laughs> Helen, you're the fifth. Spoilers. <laughs> Cut right out with it. Spoilers. Also, um, I've always wanted to just wander into the sea. That's, one of these days, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to believe you. Just going to wander into the sea, and you'll never see me again. Just let the current carry you away. Hell yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. Where do I sign up? Wait, we'll never see you again. Ah, there it is. There it is. And burning Alosha's journal. <laughs> <laughs> The probably still president, but who really knows at this point uh, of the, the 12 colonies, but always of the podcast in our hearts, Andrea. If I die first, I want one of you to come here and burn my secret journal, too. Okay. So she's, she's really just doing Alosha solid. I wouldn't want my secret special journal out for anyone to read either, you know? If you, if you die first, I will burn your whole house down, I promise. Thank you so much. That I, is friendship and commitment, and I love it. I That's right. It. But but first I'm gonna get Pacey out. That's yes, right. Please. And the cats. Yeah, and maybe. Maybe Alex? I mean, eh. if you've got time. <laughs> Alex has legs. That's he can, the cats. He can he can find his own way out. He's smart. <laughs> Alex can get his own damn self out. That's yeah. right. Alex can get the cats out in himself. I will take care of Pacey and then I'll burn your house down. Perfect. I think that that's uh you know, that's a that's a solid friend pact right there. I mm-hmm. love that plan. Speaking of solid friend pacts, uh, we all made a pact last week uh, that y'all would cover my ass while I was uh, out uh, out gallivanting, and uh, mm-hmm. I hear it was a good time. Uh, so, <laughs> where'd for, you hear that? Well, you know, I I hear things. <laughs> it may be just the voices in my own head, but <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> they so, told me it was a good time, <laughs> and they weren't even there. <laughs> <laughs> but we we brought uh, we brought a science friend back. Yeah, we had Dr. Uh, Daniel Cohen back to bury the hatchet with Kitsy about <laughs> space travel, to talk to us about Cylon meat. 
Um, I think those were the two big, yeah, two big things. Yeah, that was pretty uh, much it. It was a good time though. And it's, I'm I'm still coming down from a a, a very hectic uh, week and a half or so myself. So I, I have yet to uh, have the opportunity to listen to that. But I'm very excited uh, because the last one was an absolute blast. And knowing that uh, that Kitsy had a uh, had a lot of problems with you people <laughs> <That's right. laughs> after that episode. Are you sure uh, you didn't listen? Because that's <laughs> pretty much what the episode was. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, listeners, of course, uh, you will have already heard it by now, I'm sure. Uh, the- Kitsy went away. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is... A bit? Uh, no, a bit, it's not a or... bit. I think I bumped the fucking USB cable. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I can't win. <laughs> I hope you come back upside down. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, I really hope not. We are we are racing to the finish line here. Uh, hey, we after, found Earth, y'all. We found Earth. We found Earth. Earth Earth is a mess, so it was very accurate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a- after today's episode, we we technically have ten episodes of Jesus. season four of Battlestar Galactica, the two thousand four sci fi reboot. Uh, Left to go, and of course we we have some other uh, other stuff lined up for you. We're not we're not going to leave you high and dry. Um, we uh, we still have to talk about the uh, the other feature length uh, film, The Plan, which tells the story of the the Cylon attack from the Cylon perspective. And uh, I'm very excited to talk about that. And Caleb, where does that fit into our timeline? Uh, uh, our timeline for this show? Yeah, in about five more episodes. Oh boy! Yeah, That's we're fun. very close. So, and then, of uh, course, once we uh, once we finish the canonical series, we'll be launching into a detailed uh, episode by episode breakdown of Andrea's Battlestar Galactica fan fiction. That's, <laughs> that's right. Oh my god, Caleb! Goodness. We did decide while you were away um, that as soon as the show's over, I'm going to spend a weekend binging the series, and then we're going to meet back for one episode where I just get to. Okay. I don't even know what. Whatever you we'll want. See. After yeah. that, that, I feel like at that our, point you've earned it. That'll be our series wrap episode. There we go. Which, like, of course, that'll be I, that'll be how we ring in the new year. Uh, so you have like the entire like holiday time to just like go nuts on the show. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be good to end where we began because all of this before again, etc. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, speaking of all of this has happened before, and all of it will happen again. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. This is both one of my favorite and one of the saddest episodes of this show. Yeah, it do. There, there, it, there are some heavy hits is in this episode. Uh, so, as we mentioned last week, uh, we found Earth. Yeah, I mean, legit, like, they, they roll up, blue planet, all those continents look right to me. Uh, you know, it's got the, it's in the, the right star system that all the signs point the way, you know, and it, it just feels right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Adama can't wait to get down to that planet and, and scoop up that first fistful of Earth oh. uh, and maybe a fistful of dollars while he's at it. <laughs> and uh, he does that. Yeah, but he, he he does it as the Geiger counters are measuring just exactly Ugh. how badly irradiated that soil is. Uh, Spoiler alert: It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Uh, bad enough that uh, doc, Dr. Baltar, uh, back to being a trusted scientific authority, uh, <laughs> has declared that no one should try to uh, eat or drink uh, anything on the planet. Uh, meanwhile, 
Laura Roslin finds the one green growing thing on the entire fucking planet and picks it for some reason <laughs> as a That's souvenir. <laughs> a really good point, though. I hadn't really thought about that. There's like, there nothing. Is, but there's some life until she kills it. But like, yep. that, that is a good sign. Is yeah. it? That's, I mean, 2,000 years, 2000 years, the radiation has, has begun to fade enough that like, you know, life uh, mm-hmm. finds a way. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I guess, but like, that's it, something. It's not a sign that the planet is livable anytime soon. It's certainly not habitable. But uh, you know, it, it is nice to see that. Uh, much as as I'm fond of saying, like, we are in no danger of destroying our Earth. Right. We are very much in danger of destroying our ability to live on it. But Absolutely. the Earth will persist. Life will mm-hmm. find a way. Uh, Caleb, I disagree. Oh. I think if we really wanted to destroy our planet, we would find a way to do it. I mean, I think if we actively I, like we I went out of a way to do it, we could. But just like on our current course, we're, I, I don't think we would do it. I don't think we would do it by accident. No, we are certainly going to destroy ourselves before we ever destroy the planet enough that the planet won't be able to eventually uh, bounce back without us. This is me mostly being pedantic about the people like, we're killing the planet. Like, no, we're not. We're, we're slowly killing ourselves yeah. and other living creatures. I don't on think whom it's pedantic we, uh, we at all. I think it's really important to think about how we think about our planet and our place in it. Um, even just using the word our for planet, yeah. um, I think is, I think a lot of the reason that we're in the place we are is because we think of the planet as being here just to like the most important thing being supporting human life. Um, and the only reason we think that is because we're human life. So yeah, but that is why God made the planet was for us. So it says it right in the Bible. Y'all, I don't know. That really got me. I didn't see that coming at all. It says it right in the Bible. God made the earth for, for us. And, you know, no other, and for no other reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've even read it. You think I would know that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in addition to uh, lightly irradiated soil and unpotable lightly. water and uh, uh, apparently one small fern uh, growing. Uh, one we small make fern a- for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we make another pretty uh, bombshell discovery. Uh, they, they find a bunch of bones that at, at first glance appear to be human, uh, but amongst the bones, they find uh, what appear to be pieces of centurions. But they're not, they're not like any centurions we've seen so far. They're, they're reminiscent, actually, of the original Battlestar Galactica series. That was going to be my question. Centurions. Okay. They don't, they're not exactly the same, I don't think. We don't, we don't get a good enough... Uh, look at them because they're right. like all covered in dirt and damage and whatnot. And of course, we don't get a side by side, but they are very reminiscent of it uh, to the point where mm-hmm. the 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 today Cylons, the existing Cylons, say like, "Yeah, they're centurions, but they're not like any of ours." And like, "Oh, so the humans of this uh, planet must have made their own <laughs> Cylons," and you know the machines rose up against them and killed their masters. And someone's like, "Well, not quite." Because you see these bones. Well, actually, well, actually, these here bones, them bones, uh, are not human. They're Cylon. Because apparently, I... we can test bones for Cylon now. 
look, you know, Baltar's had plenty of time to figure his shit out. And uh, if, if, you know, if the Cylon detector was ever going to work, it's going to be now. Also, uh, one, one retraction I want to make from last week's episode. Okay. Uh, I think we, we mentioned that it was Dr. Cottle that tested the bones and it was in fact, Dr. Baltar. It was Baltar. Okay. Yeah. So sorry about that for everyone who listened and went, Hey, wait a minute. We were wrong. I mean, so, so Dr. Cotto Cot- might have been, but more likely Dr. Cotto was treating mild radiation sickness from everyone who visited this <laughs> place. Yeah, seriously. In, uh, Andrea, in my defense, Caleb wasn't here to wrangle us, so exactly it's a right. wonder we even made an episode at all, let alone got anything <laughs> right. So Honestly, I will say um, we got a little ahead of ourselves, too, because we asked Daniel, although we had him here, so I don't know. You I, might I think as well. It's fine, yeah. you, use your resources. And he said that... Um, if we're looking at bones that haven't been irradiated um, up to like a million years, which sounds like I'm pulling a number out because I wasn't paying attention, but I do think he, he said, did said a million years, yeah, a million years that you could get like usable information. Obviously, like you know, uh, total radiation or whatever um, would complicate that certainly. Sure, uh, but but from from what he was able to tell us, it's two thousand years isn't really the the unbelievable part. It's the radiation part. Um, I have a thing, but I'm going to save it for the end of the episode. That's all. Okay. Okie dokie. Make sure you you write it down. Make sure you don't forget. (laughs) Write it on one of the the posters next year. See you sometimes sharpieing on the glass. (laughs) And uh, I hope it's dry erase. It's dry erase. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's just sharpie all over (laughs) the walls and all of the the posters and shit. Is this weird? This is fine, right? This is what normal people do. It looks like a fucking murderer's jail cell. <laughs> She's just writing these raving scribbles. I was, was going to say the by the end of the by the end of the, the podcast, it's going to be fucking Charlie Kelly in the basement trying to find Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> oh, I love the the uh, very likely fan theory that Pepe Sylvia is actually just Charlie not being able to read, and and that's what he thinks Pennsylvania is. <laughs> that is a great fan theory. <laughs> so they find these bones, and the uh, the Cylons determine that the, they are actually also Cylons, and so we get this revelation that. The thirteenth tribe that found their way to Earth were actually Cylons, mm. which begs the question: If all of this has happened before and will happen again, the humans built the Cylons on Kobol. The Cylons had an uprising. They destroyed the planet uh, in their their war and all parted ways. A tribe of Cylons that were humanoid left Kobol and went to Earth. And somehow became so deeply, like, ingrained and steeped in the, the lore and mythology of the other tribes as they become these, like, long-lost human brothers and sisters. Uh, like, they've totally written out the, 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 the connection to the Cylons and to the war that they had. It's very revisionist. To be mm-hmm. fair. To be fair. To be fair. Elosha didn't know that, so when she wrote Pythia, <laughs> she had no idea. <laughs> That's that's true. That's that's true. But also, we don't no- necessarily know that they were full humanoid Cylons. We know they had bones. That is true. That is true. And as we have recently learned, 
uh, from dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Our, uh, our our ability to look at bones and determine what an animal looks like is not a hundred percent accurate. Um, so, I'm also do, sorry. Do centurions have skeletons? I hope so. <laughs> I fucking hope so. They have exoskeletons. <laughs> I was gonna say, are there any creatures that have inside and outside skeletons? I, I don't like know a, why, but that thought absolutely horrifies me. Yeah, uh, centurions with skeletons. I bones mean, is it inside? Is it, is it that far fetched that they were able to create like bones and muscle and stuff before skin? So they just made them armor plated. No, but no, I'm just trying to it's think, not. Like, it's just especially, terrifying. especially, especially because the raiders and other ships are full of meat. Who's to say the centurions aren't? Oh my god. I hate it. And if they're full of meat, there's no reason they couldn't be full of bones. I hate That's it. A good point. <laughs> oh, and and no. here's the other thing. Turtles. 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 Down. Inside and outside skeletons. That's true. Kind of. That's true. Um, are turtle shells more like teeth? Turtle shells and like are... Or like more like nails, rather? They're more like... Hair and nails. Skulls. Okay. Oh, more like skulls. Yeah. They're just part of the skeleton. Yeah. So they do have inside and outside. Yes. yes. I guess we do too if you count our teeth. Well, our teeth are still kind of inside. They're inside our mouths. Yeah. Well, we are brains, so all of our bones are outside of us. I'm Whoa. my soul, so... So Battlestar Galactica. In addition to these discoveries of the, the, the Cylon remains on Earth... Uh, and, you know, we, we see the wreckage of, of cities, as we mentioned la- uh, two weeks ago. Wow, last episode, but two weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, it's very like, you blew it up, you <laughs> damn dirty apes. Uh, it's, it's very reminiscent of Planet of the Apes. You just see the wreckage in the background. Um, but uh, some... Some some inst- like a great performance from Aaron Douglas in this episode is he's wandering mm-hmm. around like trying to trying to picture what it must have been like, and he sees uh, you know a wall that's got some some faded paint on it, which I'm I'm honestly kind of shocked that any of it's left at this point and hasn't yeah. worn off yet. Uh, but there's also uh, a shadow that's very very humanoid looking, and as he he wanders up to it, his shadow kind of lines up and. Um, for anyone who's ever seen the, the images of what it was like after the, the two actual atomic blasts uh, here on Earth that, that ended uh, World War II, uh, you would see the, the shadows of the people that were just blasted onto the, those walls in their final seconds. Uh, he reaches over and touches it and suddenly has uh, a flashback, a memory. He's a vision. He's in this market. He's he's buying avocados and asking if they got any ripe ones. (laughs) He holds. I'm so glad you're highlighting that because it is my favorite moment of the series. Now he holds up an avocado and says, "Are these ripe? Like, (laughs) do you got any ripe ones? Like (laughs) like shaking it. Like if you hear the seed rattling around, that's how you know. (laughs) Like there are ways to check the like what do you mean i just thought that was the craziest i just imagine going to your grocer and like picking up some produce and asking them to check for you if the thing is right it was so funny to me he also looks like a a nice friendly english professor i like that oh yeah he's very clean cut very Mm -hmm. you know very suave and you hear the uh the the produce stand guy in the background i got strawberries here pineapples (laughs) 
it's it's very it's very nice. They had a nice life here on Earth. Yeah, apparently that Earth grew all of the same uh, the same uh, <laughs> fruit uh, as we're familiar with. So I mean, I guess like that that's our answer. Like this is Earth. Earth was populated by Cylons. It's a dead world now. I'm uh, going to be in- pissed if they pretend if they pull that this isn't. That there's another Earth in this series, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I'm okay if this Earth is Earth like, two. Earth yeah, two. Yes. It's like this is our Earth. It's just a little different. Like that's fine. But if they're like, oh, you thought that you found the Earth you were looking for, but it's yeah. really a little further out. This isn't the Earth you're looking for. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Earth two, great show. Also kind of scary when you're a little kid. Uh, uh, but disagree on the first point not a great show oh well i remember it being great but it's terrible but it's in all the right ways uh see i i watched it as a as a as a young lad so i I haven't seen it since it it probably is terrible you're probably right i will say though tim curry is uh pretty terrifying in it as he often is tim yeah i mean tim curry is just a a, a he's terrifying he's He's a frightening man Yeah. He's Tim Scurry, yeah, because um, he's because he's scary. Uh, in the vision, um, Tyrrell sees you know, the the blinding flash as the uh, the nukes are dropping on the city, and realizes that that shadow on the wall was him. In fact, at one point, uh, Sam and Tori come wandering by, and uh, this is just after Anders had picked up the. Uh, the neck of a guitar that it somehow survived uh, 2,000 years. Uh, it's after very well preserved blast. for a 2,000-year-old neck of a guitar, I will say. I mean, I, I have seen instruments that people have broken recently that were in worse shape than that. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and Shit, I own instruments that aren't broken that are in worse shape than that. <laughs> and he, he, he begins to, uh, to pretend to play uh, little bits of the song that we've been hearing, which we all know is uh, all along the watchtower. And when he sees Tiro leaning up against the wall, he asks him, like, do you remember something? And he's like, yeah, I, I used to live here. And Andrew's like, you know, me too. Like, you know that song? Like, I played it for a woman. Yeah. And Tori comes around like, I remember. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> I also She's love... got that Cylon sneak up like uh, Athena. Just... I mean, maybe that's where Athena learned it from. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll find that out. Probably. <laughs> I, I love that he's like, yeah, I played it for a woman I loved. And Tori's like, I remember. And then she's like, you played it for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, good good save, Tori. Good save. Yeah, because <laughs> I did for a second think she was going to say you played it for me, but it's yeah. all of them. But I love that, like, now in my head, are they implying that he wrote All on the Watchtower? Because that Oh, 100% be I think they are. I so, so funny. <laughs> They definitely could be implying that he wrote it. I, I read it as like he's very much the guy that would like learn it and be like, oh, check out this fucking awesome song. Anyway, here's and Wonderwall. Someone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And someone would be like, oh my God, did you write that? He'd be like, I wish. <laughs> oh, long the watchtower. <laughs> Uh, and you know, of course, Tyrrell points at the shadow on the wall. It's like that was me. <laughs> like, way to bring the mood down, Chief. <laughs> he's so accepting of it. I mean, he was too when he found out. Like, he's just been he's he's their like Zen master. I love it. Honestly, just... he's the chillest since finding out about being a silent that he has been the entire show. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really just this like this acceptance. Like we we've seen all of the stages of grief play out uh, across the, the four so far. Uh, but he just jumped right to, you, you know what? Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's like, like nothing not else knowing, does. So this might right. as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. The not knowing is what had him so freaked out for so long. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so at least now he has confirmation one way or the other. 
Yeah. But Anders makes a really great point. You know, what, like, how are we still here? You know, 2000 years, what happened? Like, yeah, how did we get to the colonies and how, do, like, why did we think we're human? Like, that's a lot of time to forget. Yeah. Which is a great point. So, like, we we know now that, like, the, the Cylons were on Earth. We know that these four were were also there. They're starting to remember their lives. And uh, there's this massive gap between when this all happened and when they somehow came to And when it part. happened again. When it happened again. <laughs> Um, also, uh, an aside, I, you know, I, I've, uh, as I've come to accept that, uh, I have to use the, uh, subs like script page, uh, for my, my transcript needs. Um, I did also stumble across, uh, Aaron Douglas fans.com, uh, when I was searching for the transcript for this episode. Oh, you found my website. <laughs> yes. Uh, the official fan site. Uh, you need to update your SSL cert though. It's, it's, not that sounds like site. me. <laughs> um, and you know it has uh, biographies and and uh, interviews and articles and, and there's even a store. This is uh, we need great. shirts. We yes. need shirts. Uh, but of course they 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 just have this you know little uh, little mini transcript just of this scene and they highlight Tyrrell's uh, words in red like he's fucking Jesus. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I clicked on the store and it's just a like an image of a shopping cart and it just says coming soon. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Oh, two thousand four. Yeah, well, copyright twenty twenty one. So oh. either they just automatically update the copyright every it's year, and not that. the website. Or <laughs> Do you think but, I you know, can I... safely search for Aaron Douglas t shirts? Ah, hold off. Uh, we okay. we are very close to the end here, and yeah. there's not a lot left to spoil. But I still don't want to take that chance. Yeah, I will. I'll buy you an Aaron Douglas t shirt. You just have to find me one. Also, apparently, apparently he wrote a book. Oh, that just came let's out. Do, I want to do a book club. Okay, but after the after the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll yeah, be one okay. of my episodes. And it's, I, I love the line. So I was like, well, it's perfect. We traded one nuked civilization for another. I think that might have been been Rosalind. Uh, as we we slowly see like this discovery is really like really hitting hard amongst the, uh, the, the people of the yeah. fleet. They, a lot they, of people aren't taking it. Well, they're not taking it. I mean, we had this rousing speech from the Admiral just before they go down to the planet. How like, you know, we, we had almost given up hope, but we found it. We're here. And then they Ooh. get there like, <laughs> mm, maybe not. Turn I, around. Yeah. Turn I around. <laughs> the, the, the Admiral and the President come back on a Raptor, and they're on the deck of Galactica, and, like, everyone is surrounding them, waiting for a report, and Rosalind's just standing there, like, the fuck am I going to tell these people? Yeah, and after just... what feels like an eternity, she just kind of shakes her head no, and, like, turns the bill and is like, get me out of here. <laughs> and, of course, the, the people all do the thing that reporters always do, where they're, like, all yelling questions at her at once and, like, trying to get to it, like... I, I think I've said this before, but like, when in the history of anything has that ever like gotten someone to to want to stop and interact with each and every one of you? Yeah, like no, literally, you're never. too loud. You, there's too many. You know. uh, and then of course mm-hmm. you've got you've got Lee. Just the president will give announcement in due time or in due yeah. course or something. Yeah. Uh, the president will be making a statement in due course. There You'll it is. Find out everything in good time. Like. Good, good job, Lee. Like, well, yeah, well done. You didn't. Oh, yeah. How much is? How long is good time? Yeah, exactly. And uh, like, what if it? I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're all having a bad time at this point. It, like, <laughs> so, so we have to wait for good time to find news. It reminds me of one be... of my favorite like throwaway gags from Futurama, 
which I believe is in the uh, the Slurm Factory episode, where um, they, they're asking like, "When's this thing gonna happen?" And, and and someone's like, "Soon enough." And he's like, "That's not soon enough." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, Lee also. Uh, as soon as like all the other people are gone, basically turns and like does the same thing. Like, what are you going to tell the quorum? They need to know. They need to hear it from the president. And she just walks away. And <laughs> the admirals take the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what, what with the sports reference? Yeah, well, right. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's it's father son thing. I don't know. But also on the uh, on the the raptor ride back up, we see uh, D in particular is is not handling it. She is you know to herself, but out loud, just like you know, don't fall apart. Just it's it's okay. Don't mm-hmm. give up. Don't give up. And like it's clear that she is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And it's 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 very sad to watch. And you know, Hilo uh, ever the uh, ever the friend is is watching out for. Her, but you know, there's only, only so much that that can be done. <clears throat> now, I don't know if this is. I, I, forgive me if this is a significant thing from like Dee's past that I forgot about, but she finds like a set of jacks, and that yeah, seems to be like meaningful to her for some reason. I don't recall the jacks ever having a particular meaning that has been called attention to in the show, but I feel like it's this. We almost had it sort of mm-hmm. thing where yeah. like she sees this sign of life where like, you know, this was clearly an inhabited planet at some point. And here's this evidence of people of life of, you know, probably children. Like, you know, Jax is typically thought of as a, you know, a kid's game. And she sees that and she, she picks them up and it's this idea of like, it was there. Yeah. We had hope. We chased the hope. It was there all along. We were 2000 years too late. Mm-hmm. But it does. Kitsy, I thought the same thing at first. I thought until we got to the last like five seconds of this episode, I thought yeah. that was a hint that she had also been on the planet um, uh-huh, before, okay. and that we were going to get a flashback at some point of her like oh. with a younger sibling who had the jacks or something like that, or but, herself maybe. Or that would have yeah. been a hell of a reveal for yeah. the fifth Cylon, uh, but that doesn't happen, and mm-hmm. uh, we do get. <sighs> The reveal of the fifth Cylon. But first, we have multiple Dreda's contacts. So we need to go ahead and jump to, uh, I guess, a different Earth planet. I don't know. We'll just go, we'll go around the block and hope they leave. <laughs> and then, and then, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about this episode of Battlestar Galactica. So don't go anywhere. Left at the Dial is a podcast dedicated to discovering and sharing Indian alternative music. We're your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, and each week we leverage our experience in and love for the music industry by choosing a new, unique, or exciting album and listening as both fans and professionals. We invite artists on to discuss the process of making their own music or to share an album they love. Join Left at the Dial at leftatthedial.fm or wherever podcasts are sold. Hey, listeners. It's Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you're like me, you used to sit in your driveway for as long as it took to hear the end of whatever dramatic tale was playing out on public radio that night. The Storyteller series is a loving homage to that classic radio theater. Lose yourself in original short stories, performed by a full cast or delivered by a narrator, and designed to take you on an audible journey. The Storyteller series is a Night Shift Radio original and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't get enough? Or maybe you prefer the written word. Be sure to check out our monthly print edition as well at 
nightshiftradio.com slash storyteller. Do it! <laughs> do, do what? Do it or I will! All right, you, you can do it. It's, I, wish, I wish our listeners could see the face that has to go with that. It's so good. You particularly have, you've got to put a lot of effort into the face. Yeah. And then, like, the words, the words follow. Like, you know exactly what to say as soon as you're making that face. <laughs> he, I know we've said it a million, I guess we're back. I know we've said it because that's what's bringing us back. Wait, um, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. We're back. Thank you. And I, I know we've said it over and over again, but he just keeps proving himself just the most extraordinary person on this show. Mm-hmm. The way it, the way that comes out on that terrible, terrible face of his in that moment, yes. it is, oh my God, he looks like a different person. There's just so much anger in that face. It is so hard I wanna, to look at. I want to talk about a specific thing from this scene. I guess we're talking about this scene now. Well, is this time? What's next? Uh, I think we need to, to take a moment and talk about how we got to the, this scene that okay. we're making jokes about because there's there's some some really heavy shit that happens right in the meaty center of this episode that I kind of want to get out of the way now uh, because it's really hard. Uh, when oh, I said right, at the yeah. beginning that this was one of my favorite but also one of the, the saddest episodes, it really is. Uh, and I kind of just like, let's, let's get it right out of the way. I mean... The president is falling apart. She's burning the, the, the scriptures of, of Pythia in the Admiral's quarters. You see, like, all up and down the corridors of Galactica, people are just despondent. They're, they're, they're depressed. They're miserable. They're, 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 you know, they're drinking. They're fighting. They're just collapsed uh, in just shock and grief and disbelief. Like, everyone feels completely let down. <laughs> but... Lee manages to to with with some encouragement from D, who's you know obviously barely holding it together herself. He manages to to screw up his courage, and he goes and he delivers a, a rousing speech to the uh, the quorum that we don't get to see. But you know he asks D out for drinks because they, they they reminisce about the the good times and you know and the, the hard times and, and the songs that remind them of the better times. Yeah. Uh, and he asks her out to a, to a drink, and, and he tells her the story of how... Like, <laughs> We're know, really we, just going to let you get away with that, huh? We're just yeah, going to... You know, okay, just making yeah, sure. Yeah, it happens. I mean, I need to see if I can find the, uh, the actual words that he says, because uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good speech. Uh, and by pretty good, I mean it's a very Leodama sort of speech. Um, and it's you know let me, let me find let me find him I'm, I'm almost there I hate this fucking site <laughs> uh, I hate it even I more than it. sadgeezer.com even more than sadgeezer.com uh, morale's down the toilet now, you 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 got that right Admiral uh, we're almost here almost here almost here almost here almost here uh, oh okay okay he says all right I said ladies and gentlemen we now have a choice. We can either view this as a catastrophe or an opportunity. I, Leah Dama, ex-acting president, former commander of the obliterated Battlestar Pegasus. That was your fault, by the way, Lee. Uh, <laughs> Apollo to my friends, I choose the latter. We're no longer enslaved by the ramblings of Pythia, no longer pecking at the breadcrumbs of the 13th tribe. We're now free to go where we want, 
and be who we want to be. And you know what? That's you know, Dee's, Dee's so proud of him. You like you can just see this the 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 pride and the joy and the love in her eyes, and she just seems like. All of this weight that she had earlier in the episode where she was just completely falling apart, when she's looking up at, at Lee at the end of this night, it just seems to all melt away. And they have this sweet moment where you know they, they share a kiss, good night, and she just kind of she looks at him, she smiles, uh. and she goes back in, into the, the officer's bunk and you know, Gate is there and Gate is being a, a downer as he tends to be. But you know, she's <laughs> she's like, you know what? I just wanna I just wanna feel this for just, you know, as long as I can. Right, right up until the end, which, oh. uh And so she begins, you know, she takes off her jewelry and she's looking at, a, at an old photo of herself as a kid. And um, I don't know if we ever knew that her first name was Anastasia, but uh, Felix makes so. a comment like, look at that yeah. little Anna got her smile back. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's been so long. I don't even remember. And, you know, she's just, she's just smiling and she's humming. And Gata gets up to, to leave to go to his duty shift. And... She takes off her ring uh, and she takes one last look in the, the mirror with a, a smile on her face that then just goes completely dead. She pulls out her side arm and shoots herself. And it's so sudden. Like, it, like you feel it building to this because you know that something's wrong with her, but it's so sudden. And everyone is obviously devastated. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Felix runs in. Uh, Celix runs in. Uh, Felix and Felix didn't intend for that to be a rhyming couplet. I don't mm-hmm. think, but you know, here we are. Uh, and of course they're, they're, they're lying to themselves, you know, convince, try to convince oh. themselves that she's going to be okay. She just needs a medic. Oh. And, uh, that's not true. She's, she's very much dead. Uh, and you know, we have this, this crushing scene where Lee is in the morgue, uh, and his father comes in and Lee's, you know, there was, when I kissed her goodnight, there was joy in her eyes. And I don't know how, we got to this. Like, how did this happen? Lee. And the admiral it, just digs a flask out of his pocket and says, I don't fracking know. He's drunk as shit. Just does, this. like, nobody is handling this. No. Uh, nor, what, nor would you expect him to. No. I mean, right. it's just devastating blow after devastating blow. The, the admiral has just, you know, tried to to talk the, the president down from, from her misery, and she... Like refuses to let her let, let him comfort her. She won't let him let him touch her as she's she's burning the scriptures and just sobbing, and you know, And then this happens, and the the admiral breaks. He he walks out in the corridor and demands a sidearm from one of the guards, and he goes straight to the XO's quarters. Now, <laughs> pours a very tall glass of of whiskey. Now, before we, we transition into that, I do want to rewind back a little bit to Lee's speech, if we could. Sure. Um, I don't give a lot of speeches in my in my day-to-day life. No, nor do I. Um, so, so maybe you might not be the best person to ask then, Caleb, but maybe one of our listeners can tell us, is it customary to give your entire resume when you're giving a speech? Like, I think it is if you're giving a TED Talk. <laughs> but, this was I... a, but this was a, a Lee Talk. <laughs> I think it is if you're no. I just I'm, t- I'm every, trying to be generous. Everyone, everyone in the quorum knows who he is, but he still feels the need to like give them his fucking resume. And it's, That's it's, right. It's only to the quorum, huh? Yeah. yeah. Like motherfucker, we know who you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we know. In my head, I'm we picturing the fleet, and 
nope. that makes that then it might make sense to be like I've been one of you like I've worked maybe, my way here maybe. I am but but no nope man the thing about D though is I have had a weird like suspicion that something was off with D for a long time. Mm. I've been there. There are a few times throughout the series where I've said, like, I'm worried about D. There's something that's not quite right. Um, and I've been, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. And then the Lee, obviously not watching the same show we have the second she got this like lightness in her eyes and seemed a little happy and, you know, sent herself off to, to take off her wedding ring and all of that. Like the, the actual moment, like you said, was a shock because it happened so quickly. Mm -hmm. I thought we were maybe going to watch her just like float out down to one of the airlocks and, and shoot herself out into space or something a little more poetic. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, this show, just the way it like to both work with, to like foreshadow and build tension for us to suspect something and it kind of expect it, but to still be able to shock us with that very thing. Yeah. It's just a really, I, I don't want to say it was well done because I hated it, but it was really <laughs> effective, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so the Admiral, uh, pounds on Ty's quarters, uh, uh Ty's door and, you know, Ty lets him in and obviously the Admiral is just, completely wasted at this point. And Ty's been drinking, uh, you know, himself, but, you know, well, that's Ty. you know, Ty's always yeah, drinking. Like... Uh, so, the Admiral grabs, uh, you know, Ty's sidearm, makes sure that it's loaded, and, you know, slams it down on the table, pours them, them both some drinks, and <laughs> Ty's like, I, you know, I think we both had enough here. <laughs> when uh, Ty is saying that, yeah, and, you know. Yeah, and Adama should sit down, Cylon. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like, you know, about time we had that heart to heart you've been wanting. And, you know, Ty tries it. You know, I, I wish I'd had the, the guts to tell you when I found out. He's like, ah, you ain't, you got no guts. You're a fucking machine. And he just gets more and more intense and his lips drawn tighter around his teeth. <laughs> and oh my God, the, the way that EJO's face flits constantly between rage and pain Ugh. and hurt and confusion and like e even like just being scared like all of these emotions mm -hmm. on his face mostly through his eyes and how tightly his like mouth is just pulled back it's uncomfortable it yeah. really is and you know he's he's drunk he's slurring he's drooling he's sobbing he's snotty like this is a very messy conversation, mm -hmm. and you know, like he he takes it even messier. Where you know he he goes after Ellen and says, "You know, oh, God." It, he takes a, a stab at Ty by saying, "You know, it's no wonder she slept with half the fleet. You know, she was trying to find a real man, sort of thing." And he's like, "You know, she came she she came onto me once." And I'm like, "Oh, Bill, you're better than this. Mm -hmm. You're better than." But he is just so far gone in this moment. Like he doesn't care. Ty tries to tries to talk him down, tries to, you know, just like let's let's not do this. And finally he just like snaps and like pulls the side on and and you know puts it right up to you know the Admiral's forehead. And this is where we have the moment of the Admiral just go, do it. And then he puts the other side of him up to his own temple. He's like, I'll do it myself. And you see a light go off in Ty's eyes and realize, like, I see what you're trying to do, and I'm not gonna be a part of this. Like I 
pops the uh, the clip out, pops the, the the round out of the chamber, slams the gun down. First chance he get, he does the same to uh, to the admiral's gun too. He's like, look, I I want no part of this. Like you, you th- you think the people are are going to be able to uh, you know to go on without the old man in charge? Like you know, I'm I'm the XO of this ship. You're the commanding officer. And the people need you to lead them. And yeah, the admiral makes a great point. Lead them where? Yeah. You know, we we had this we had this hope, and it's gone. But somehow they managed to do what these two do, and as painful as this episode is, the moment where the two of them march hungover as fuck <laughs> and miserable onto the CIC mm-hmm. and step right back into command together is just beautiful. That's so like good. these two brothers that have known each other for for decades that like you know, they have no idea like I believe Ty when he says like I I became your friend because I chose to because Absolutely. I I wanted to yeah uh, that that's... he had no idea about like his programming or being a Cylon of course like, Bill Adama is his his friend his brother his his you know his partner through all of this and he he mean, means every word and when Saul Ty says who the man who he wants to be I believe him oh hundred percent hundred percent I love Ty. Um, I, I do I do really like that point where, where Bill says something to the effect of, um, you know, is that how it works? They programmed you to be my friend, to emulate all the qualities I respect or whatever. And, and, mm-hmm. and Ty's like, no, I was your friend because I chose to be. Like, oh. I, it, like, and I believe that 100%. Like you said, it, he, you know, that he's, he's a lot of things, but he's not a liar. Yeah. He's no. not fake and he's not a liar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so... Whenever there's like a tender moment for Ty, and they, they're so few and far between, right? Yes. And I don't even know that. I think tender is maybe. Yeah, a I think tender on Ty is his cheek from being punched so much. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, does it just like he's another one who it's it's all in his in his face too. The second he realizes what Bill's doing, it just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the anger leaves him, and it it switches you know right back over to being the like, and he's not gonna like c- coddle. No. Bill, and he's not gonna like, you know, he doesn't suddenly turn like I don't know, like the shoulder to cry on or whatever. No, um, but and but he, he becomes the person he needs, he, that Bill needs him to be in that moment. Yeah, yeah. He recognizes that that uh, Bill is looking for an out and mm-hmm. can't bring himself to do it himself, and like feels that he can he can goad someone else into doing it for him, and Ty's like no. I'm not going to do that. Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. We're, we're going to straighten this shit out and we're, mm-hmm. we're going to keep moving on. Um, speaking of keep moving on the, before we get to the, the, the final, uh, big reveal of this episode, <laughs> there's, there's another pretty big one that we need to cover. And that's, you know, Starbucks that's the, been, Starbuck and Leoban oh. are friends. Starbuck and Leoban <laughs> are friends. Uh, just like frog and toad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know, Starbucks got the, uh, the, the, like mini Dreadus. I don't know. It's, it's the, 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 she's got something that's picking up the, the colonial transponder beacon that, that brought them here. And they're just kind of following it around through the woods, uh, over the river and through the woods, looking (laughs) for grandma's house. And, uh, they, they start to get close. They start to see some debris and, um, Leoben reads uh, the, some some you know some symbols on uh, a piece of metal. This is seven five seven NC. 
Like, and Starbucks just looks just what is a ghost? Just oh, shell shocked and starts wandering off. And he's like, "What? What does it mean? Like, what is this?" And she says, "The call sign of my Viper was eight seven five seven NC." And she just keeps walking, looking, and the oven's like, uh, maybe we should stop. And she's like, no, no chance. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but maybe you're not going to like what you find. And she's like, for me or for you? And he's just like, this isn't a fun game for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to watch him he's just squirm. get a little, yeah, because yeah. we've never seen that before. And even more so when they find what they're looking for, which mm-hmm. is the wreckage of a colonial viper. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and some blonde stole her ship. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. <laughs> and I, I I, love that, you know, Starbucks, like, first thing is like, well, that's my viper. So what the hell did I fly back to Galactica? Who flew it here and what did I fly back to mm-hmm. Galactica? Like, when did we pull a switch in space? Yeah. Well, Sorry, Starbucks. Starbucks, I got bad news for you. Yeah. Uh, as she finds out when she checks the uh, the dog tags, that is her in that ship. Mm-hmm. That is her burned to a crisp and dead as fuck. Mm-hmm. Which gives us an answer, but even more questions. Yep. Yes. So Starbuck disappeared into that storm on that gas giant, you know, a season and a half ago. Or I guess half a season ago. I don't remember. What is time? <laughs> uh, and she comes back a couple episodes later in a pristine Viper out of nowhere. But here is her Viper smashed up on earth somehow leading them to earth mm-hmm. with her dead body in it what the fuck is happening here like i feel like this is really where it, it very much has to start feeling like lost i haven't seen lost yes. but like i know enough of the the concept this is very like, lost yeah it has to feel like that hell yes hell uh, yes now and I the to- open is not okay with this nope. he's like it, it, she she tells him like you know the the hybrid told me like that I was the harbinger of death and would lead us all to our end. He's like, she told you what now? Mm. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> he literally like backs away slowly and then takes off running. It's so good. <laughs> and it's amazing because he's been so self-assured and so mm-hmm, smooth mm-hmm. and sleazy this whole time, like manipulating her to this moment yep. to get to here. And when he finds out, he's like, oh, not what I signed up <laughs> not for. Not like this, yeah. Now, now, Andrea, I have to ask. You know what? No, we'll save this for the end. Never mind. Keep going. All right, which we are, we are, I think, almost to the end. There's probably going to be some some stuff that we miss, and uh, you know, our our loyal listeners like Jeff will will call me out for it. <laughs> but um, the the arguably the biggest reveal of this episode, although you, know, you kind of had to feel it coming once the this, the other Cylons started to remember, is that uh, you, Bill Bill tells this whole story to to Saul about. You know his his uncle hunting foxes that were you know attacking his his hens and how like some of them would run and hide some of them would fight the dogs and some would just jump into the river and float out to sea and you know like what because they they wanted to drown well I don't know maybe they just maybe they just wanted to swim I don't know <laughs> uh, and that 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 story kind of sticks with us all and he goes back down to the planet and he kind of just starts walking out into the ocean. 
Um, but he, he finds a, a piece of like scrap metal or whatnot, and it triggers a memory for him, much like touching the wall dead for Tiro. And he, he realizes the, the piece of metal he found was like the door from a post office box, uh, which I love the idea that the, the Cylons had a, a post office on this earth mm-hmm. that they destroyed. Um, but you know, he, he sees it in, in wreckage as the bombs are falling and he hears a voice and, I don't know if you recognized it right away, but I recognized it right mm-hmm. away. And it's like, uh, I'm sorry, who now? What? Uh, and he follows the voice, follows the voice in the vision. Uh, he starts digging Ellen Ty out of the rubble as he's <sighs> splashing around in the water in real life, looking for more and more debris or signs or whatnot. Uh, and she looks up at him and says, like, it's okay. Everything's taken care of. We'll be reborn again. Executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> Wait, that's a different show. So, Andrea, I, I know that at, at some point throughout uh, the, the entire like three and a half seasons we've been doing this, at some point or another, you have managed to correctly guess all five. Cylons, mm-hmm. uh, though you didn't realize it, and we we did our damnedest to never confirm that for you. Mm-hmm. You had guessed Ellen episodes ago, like mm-hmm. months ago, but you kind of changed your mind on that. Was this a surprise? Uh, so yeah, yes and no. Um, it wasn't. Here's the thing: is that I've I've got a new theory going with the show, okay. which I think I may have brought up in our last actual episode a little bit, um, or no, I couldn't have. Nope, Caleb's um, gone. No, he's hiding his face. No, oh, that's case, that's smart. That's in real case smart. My theory is correct, um, and so it didn't occur to me even when I saw that Ellen had been on earth with them, that, that, that the implication then was she was the fifth Cylon until Ty said, Ellen, you're the fifth, because I'm starting to think that there's some, in some way we're going to find out that they are all Cylon alike or that they all share the same origin. I kind of jokingly said last week, and I haven't decided how jokingly this was, that maybe they did all come to Earth originally as humans, and it was the um, the nuclear holocaust that like turned hmm. them into Cylon. Oh, interesting. It gave them like kind of like superpowers, and and I jokingly said that's why their spines glow. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it. the idea that they all come from the same origin point, whatever that might be. And so I don't even know that. I mean, Ty told us she's the fifth. We have no other confirmation. Yeah. Um, I would love an episode. I would love for like the next episode to be everybody thinking they're figuring out who the fifth is and it's a different one for everybody. Um, and then it just gets really complicated because like now Starbuck is going to think she's the fifth. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, what are we supposed to think here? Exactly. You know, Saul remembers seeing Ellen on earth and we know, we know four of the Cylons and we, we know that they remember being on earth. Ellen exists in our timeline too, or existed, I should say in our mm-hmm. timeline too. So, like, it seems like that stands to reason that she would be the fifth Cylon. But what the fuck is up with Starbuck? Right. I uh, mean, I, I think Starbuck is more, Starbuck's thing is more a product of the time travel that I think is happening. Okay. Um, but, but it would, I will not be surprised if 
something else is up here and final five is like a kind of mm, misdirect, I guess. Oh, interesting. Oh, they could still be the final. It's not juggling. It's misdirection. Right. right. So the, the line that she says, it's okay. Everything's in place. We'll be reborn together. That sounds a hell of a lot like resurrection technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So are they implying to us here in this moment that some of the Cylons on Earth figured out resurrection just in time for a fucking nuclear holocaust? Right. Like, I think it's going to be really hard to pinpoint. I, I could turn my camera back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be really hard to pinpoint where this starts to say that, yeah. like, what happened was... They knew there was some sort of nuclear event on the way that they yeah. just in time and maybe only 12 or 13 of them figured it out. Oh, that's right. I still haven't let go of the possibility of a 13th Cylon. That's so true. I'm, I'll be less, slightly less annoyed if Ellen is actually the fifth, if there is one more. I'll be even less, less annoyed if it turns out that Final Five doesn't mean what we think it does and that everybody's got a little Cylon in them. Because I Never. think... Like, if they were present for the nuclear holocaust on their way out, whatever, like, Mm -hmm. it would make sense that their DNA would be different. And, like, humans, I don't know, like, what if we developed some sort of, like, could actually upload our own shit to the cloud, like, that wouldn't make us not human? You know what I mean? Like, if we figured out a version of it, so who's to say that Cylons aren't just humans with more advanced technology and slightly different DNA? Well, I mean, what even is human, really? That's what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Are we human or are we are we dancer? Like, oh we just God. don't know. <laughs> I love that those are the options. They're, those are the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the song has always confused me because mm-hmm. it, it implies that you can't be both. No, you, you get one you or the other. Everyone knows that, Caleb. Yep. Um. If I'm remembering correctly, I, I know that I have, have read this in sci-fi somewhere, and I'm pretty sure it was Asimov because I've read a shit ton of Asimov. Uh, but I remember there being the, the implication, and maybe this is not just science fiction, maybe this is science fact as well, but the reason that life on Earth evolved to the extent that it did and the reason that you know we are able to exist uh, was largely because of the... the specific type of radiation we have here on earth so i'm curious like if that has anything to do with it. i mean this species mm. has so far survived at least three nuclear holocausts that we know right. of and That's a if good this point. isn't if this is an endless repeating cycle through eternity uh humanity's been through a lot of blowing themselves up that i mean that's that's well, not yeah i know um you brought that up a little bit the week your last week here, something similar, but I mm-hmm. think you talked yourself into thinking you were wrong, and I wasn't sure. And we didn't get to get to it in Daniel's episode, but I asked him about it a little bit, and he said um, that uh, he thinks that it's that that's like one of the drivers, though not the main driver, and that you probably that he thinks it was also from something in Asimov, but it's not not based in some sort of you know, a little bit of, of earth truth. I think I could be, I could be misquoting him. Um, and he'll let me know, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, but I think 
but either way, I think that like it wouldn't be. I think that would make a lot of sense for a show like this mm-hmm. if that did end up being the case. I don't think that's like a crazy thing to speculate. Well, and I guarantee that this show has at least some influence from Asimov. I mean, uh, even if just the idea of like artificial intelligence, I mean, Asimov is the, the father of robotics mm-hmm. as we know it. So I'm wondering if, you know, I, I made the joke about Laura picking the one growing thing on the, the planet and taking it with her. But like we see her later, like as she's like curled up in a ball on the, the floor weeping, uh-huh. uh, we see her holding this plant that she picked, which looks like, you know, a, a, a fern-like plant that maybe was about to flower and didn't or something. Um, I'm wondering if the, there's any actual significance to that, uh, in, to the future of the show, or if that's just, uh, to her, a symbol of, you know, much like you, what I was saying with D, a symbol of, you know, we were so close. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I mean, I guess it depends on who's holding that fern, how you might read that symbol, because I think... It's, is it, you know, hope springs eternal, you know, there's, there's always mm-hmm. something or is it, mm-hmm. you know, here's this like fragile thing that we almost had and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So the Admiral, as I mentioned, he and Ty march onto the, the CIC, they, they, you know, suck down the, uh, the, the raging hangovers that they're, they're both clearly experiencing and the Admiral gives you know, yet another rousing speech to the the people about, you know, it's, we, we, it's been a a hard couple of days. It's been. We, sorry. We, we, we had losses. Uh, The planet was a a graveyard. Uh, And, you know, the, 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 the 13 tribes, they were right where we were. Uh, you know, they, they left a destroyed planet. They had no idea what they were doing. They needed a home. They were, you know, just out alone in space. They weren't like superhuman. They were just ordinary people. And, you know, if they could do it, why can't we, you know, we're going to find a home and that's a promise I intend to keep. And, you know, it's that the Admiral's given these big rousing speeches before. I mean, he's, starts the whole series off with the so say we all speech and even as we mentioned earlier right before they go down to the planet there's this big one but this feels so like truly genuine like this is him <laughs> fully rebounding from the the lowest place to say like i honestly don't know what's happening like you know mm-hmm. I, I told you we'd find earth i mean in a way i was right even though i didn't <laughs> I didn't actually believe in it. And that that was another kind of touching moment where like, he's trying to, to talk Laura down. He's like, you were the one that made me believe in all this. Mm-hmm. Like you can't give up now. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, he comes back and you know, we get the, the montage scene of uh, people throughout the fleet listening to him, you know, tell the speech and he doesn't try to like stir them up with this, you know, this you know, great, you know, flowery words and whatnot. He doesn't get the, the cheers and applause. It's just, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure it out. And you know what? In memory of uh, Anastasia Duwalna and some phenomenal acting by Candace McClure, I hope they do it. Me too. Any Me other uh, final thoughts? None for no. me. Andrew? Yeah. No, I'm... 
I just want to remind the listeners, because this is something that has slipped to the back of my mind a lot, is that it sounds like um, Adama is looking to form an alliance of sorts with, mm-hmm. he says, our new allies, see if they want to, I forget exactly what, but we've got to remember that. He does ask to get them on the horn. Yeah, yes, he does. See if they want to come along for the ride. Come along for the ride, that's what he says. But there are a handful of Cylons who are not interested in coming along for the ride. Um, And I am wondering, because I'm wondering what the next conflict, right, the next tension is going to be, aside from just finding a a new home or figuring out what to do about Earth. And and I have a feeling that Cavill and his crew are going to show up sometime soon and throw a wrench into things. That's a great point that we would be remiss uh, if we if we skipped over uh, is that Ty has a, a talk with Deanna, who is intent to just sit and live out the remainder of her time uh, um, amongst the bones of her ancestors. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, you know, I can I can choose to die here or I can die in the, the cold darkness of space when mm-hmm. Cavill finds us. And I have no interest in that. Uh, so that's very much setting us up for exactly what you said that the the rest of the Cylons are still out there, mm-hmm. and as far as we know, they're still mad. <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, the 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 Cylon rebels, what what's left of them, and the uh, the the ragtag bunch of uh, humanity, <laughs> uh, that number just went down by one. But they're gonna mm-hmm. get together, and they're gonna they're gonna hopefully keep trying to find a new home. You know, the the whole the the. the pre-show crawler whatever has said this whole time looking for a home called earth now they're just looking for a home and uh, i think it's about time that we spun up our uptl drives and uh see because i know i want to come along for the ride hell yeah so i'm uh, gonna stay here okay well we'll, shotgun we'll we'll pick you back up on the way through okay thanks uh so say we all so say we all so say we all begin jump prep we're leaving we'll be back start your prep Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.